They stay vigilant so we can sleep peacefully. They stand guard so we can be at rest. They put their lives on the line so we can live ours without fear. But who looks after the hero's heart? Welcome to Hero's Heart with Chaplain Dan Middlebrooks, President and CEO of Chaplaincy Care Incorporated, which according to Psalm 28.7, focuses on protecting the hearts of our heroes, our first responders. Learn more at chaplaincycare.org. Now your host, Chaplain Dan Middlebrooks. I want to welcome everybody today as we come back to Hero's Heart. And as we begin our session today, let, let me ask you something. Do you remember the old pinball machine that possibly some of you grew up playing with? Now, some of you are now in an age to where you know pinball machines are just something sort of like the uh, dinosaurs. You know, they were there. But I remember growing up, I had a good friend of mine that was tremendous at playing the game. Man, he could keep uh, the little marble thing going back and forth with all the little bats and stuff that he has and racking up all the points. And then when it came for my time, well, it was a short-lived time because I could never keep the ball going. And as I grew up older in life, I began to start realizing that we have a choice of how we will approach our life. And we can approach it either as like that pinball that keeps getting batted around back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Or maybe we can do it in a different way. We can live a life that's on purpose. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, especially in all of our lives in this first responders, where we feel like we get batted around so much because of calls that we have to go to, situations that we find ourselves in, circumstances beyond our control. We can often feel like that pinball that just gets knocked around back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But I want you to know that there is a decision that each and every one of us make that helps us to live a life on purpose. Uh, Rick Warren did a book many, many years ago uh, called The Purpose Driven Life. And he starts out with this premise that it's not about you. And and quite frankly, when we look at our spiritual life and the purpose that God gives us, it's, it's not about us. It's about God. But there is one thing I'd like for us to begin thinking about is that it does start with you. And that is the decision that you have to make in order for you to live intentionally in the in the life that is around you, how to how to maintain a type of consistency in an inconsistent world. So we're going to look about doing that today, and I want to I want to provide for you what what I call are are some of the enemies. Uh, at least maybe about four of them. We'll go with that time there, but probably about four enemies that that actually go against how we live a life on purpose, how we live life intentionally. And so one of the first ones that I want to come across is what I call the siren of someday. Now, not the sirens that go off, but if you look at back in the old mythological days, these were sirens that would that would beckon the the uh, sailors to be able to draw near to them, and then they would crash their uh, uh, ships on the rocks, and everything would be lost. They were, they were bringing them in. They were they were hypnotizing them with their voices and everything else to lead them to destruction. So what, what is the siren of someday? Well, it, it starts like this. Tomorrow, I can get to that. Or you know what? Someday, when I am, am retired, I will be able to. Or again, someday, when my kids are grown and out and the list goes on and on, and on. Here's the thing I, I really realize in reference to that someday mentality 
is that it is called the thief of tomorrow. The thief of tomorrow simply says, put off tomorrow because, you know, you, you just got a lot of stuff to do. Today. There's something that you, you, you've got to concentrate more on. I tell you what, there's so many times, and it's deeply sad in my heart when I engage with people at a funeral home that simply says, I wish I would have had more time. And sadly, in my mindset, I keep thinking, well, what did, what did you do with the time that you had? You see, the siren of someday, even the hiss of it, someday, simply holds us back like the snake in the grass that wants to take from us the joy of the moment, and it puts off what we can start doing, and that's living life. Not, not just surviving it, but literally living life, and that's pouring into the lives of others, pouring into the lives of the people around us, pouring into the lives of our families. I, I've never met someone on, on the deathbed that said, I, I wish I would have spent more time at work. It, it just just never really happens. So you, you've got that first one that kind of holds us back from intentional living. That's the siren of someday. What's another one? Another one is what I call the foe of failure. Now, here, here's my question for you. Have you failed at anything in your life? If, if I could just see everybody's hand probably go up, yeah, all of us. All of us had failed at something. You know what? The thing is, is failure is going to be a part of our life as we start moving forward. And so we don't have to be afraid of it, but we have to make sure that we're learning from that. Now, there are some things that what I call the non-negotiables that you need to not fail at. But in this process of us living life and engaging and trying to try to figure things out with our careers and our callings and what we do stuff, we're not going to do things perfect, but we are going to do things in a process. But when people allow failure to simply put up the tombstone in front of them and says, okay, that this is where it ends. Sadly, that's where it ends. People get stuck right there. Uh, and and oftentimes I, I liken that type of picture, the tombstone itself, is to a rut. What is a rut? A rut is a grave with both ends knocked out. We need to get out of that rut. We need to realize that when we fail, we need to do what John Maxwell says. We need to fail forward. <laughs> and that simply means that we need to, when we hit the ground, we need to be able to pick up something while we're there so that the trip is not wasted. That's, that's kind of how we are able to not only grow in life, but how we begin to start gaining the experiences necessary. You see, truly, failure is not learning from what we just did. Failure simply means I'm just going to keep repeating it. Failure simply means that I'm not going to go any further. I'm going to quit trying. And see, when you fail in that way, you, you actually do fail because you're cutting everything off. You have to plan to move forward so that in the situations in life, when you do hit the ground, you use the ground as a springboard to get you moving again. Like when one saying goes, if you fail to plan, you just plan to fail. And so that foe of failure can simply lord over us and put the tombstone in front of us, or we could do something else. We can kick that puppy over and we can make it a stepping stone. You see, that's the choice that we have to make. And everything we do is to live life intentionally that says, I will not be held back. I will take that which has been befront me as far as a tripping or a stepping stone and to be able to move forward with that so that I can continue the journey of life itself.
So in the siren or someday or the foe of failure, are those resonating any sometimes in your life? Well, what about this one? What about the mud bog of the mundane? (laughs) When I talk about the mud bog of the mundane, it's simply when I ask people, how are you doing? They say, fine. How are you? You know, and and I kind of like okay. So what is what does that mean? And and for many, it's like well, it's just same stuff, different day. Um, that that mug bog kind of holds you back from really kind of doing anything. It, it saps your momentum making mentality. And when I talk about the momentum making mentality, it's 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 about getting up and doing something. See, we can think about stuff that we would like to do, going back to that siren of someday. We can put it off or we can start putting things together, but we have to be able to put some energy to it. See, the difference between a daydream and a vision is action. Now, many of us have done daydreams before where we sit and we look and round and we try to plan or, or prepare or think about what could be or what might be, but it's only when we put our feet to it that it allows it to start moving forward. Hey, listen, that the greatest intentions in the world to do something will never match the smallest steps of actually doing it. You know, there's it's, it's really getting into the process of you, you just need to do it. Uh, Harvard psychologist Jerome Bruner says this, you are more likely to act yourself into feeling <laughs> rather than to feel yourself into action. Now, what does that mean? I mean, sometimes you just got to start moving, even if you just don't want to. It's kind of like every morning, uh, some of you get up every morning, you're working out. You just, man, you just can't wait. I I want you to know that there are days that I get up and I'm like, you know, if if I just laid here a little bit longer, let me think about this. When we start thinking about the stuff that we need to do, it just makes us stay a little longer. But when we get up and start doing the things that we need to do, there's a lot that can happen. And it's a, a providing us the best way to get out of the mud and get back on the road. What is that road? Solid ground so that you can keep moving forward. But there is also what I call another, uh, another enemy of this intentional living. And some of you uh, may struggle with this one. It's called the pest of perfection. You know, now, I want you to know that there, there, there are important things that you do to try to find the best way to do something. But when I talk about the pest of perfection, it simply means that you're wanting to make sure that everything is absolutely perfect and everything that you do before you even get started with it. Uh, Many people that kind of do the research and and wanting to move forward can get stuck in the paralysis of analysis. (laughs) And that means that they're really, they're making sure that everything is so perfect, that there's no risk whatsoever. And my friends, listen to me. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. It's just going to be a work in progress. Now, there are some of you that are like me that just like building an airplane in flight. Hey, baby, we got to get this. We got to get it going. We got to start moving forward. But because we realize there's going to be bumps in the road, that that there's going to be situations that we have to adapt and overcome. No plan, even in the military, with all my 26 years in the military, and especially, you know, the last 12 years of that being in war, No plan that you set out to engage the enemy ever lasts the first encounter with the enemy. Why? Because the enemy has a vote. The enemy has a plan. And you just have to adapt. It's not about the perfection that you're doing. That pest of perfection says it'll never be good enough. You 
we'll never be good enough. And that's a situation that holds us back rather than lifts us up. Think about it as far as a work in progress. You know, when, when masterpieces are made, are they made all at one time? Or are they made one brushstroke, one building at a time? It's, it's all about the process and the progress, not the perfection. Because you'll be able to look at it and what you see is what you're going to be able to get. And so when you start looking at some of these enemies, let me go back over again. First off, is the siren of Sunday. Are you putting something off that you really do need to do? Well, do it today. My father would say, if you do the things you need to do when you need to do them, you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them. So that siren of someday, is, is that something that's kind of maybe squeaking at the back of your mind? What about the foe of failure? That dark shadow that seems to come over because I failed here, I didn't do well here, or, or this situation, and that continues to haunt us. Hey, just turn the light on and expose the foe for what it is. It's just a bunch of clothes in the corner. <laughs> I remember growing up as a kid and in my room during one of the dark nights, I heard something and I saw something in the corner and I would swear to you this day, it was a monster coming to get me. It was until I figured out if I could just turn on the light, maybe I can scare it away. And as soon as I turned on the light, it was just a bunch of clothes. That in itself is what we need to do when we face our failures. Just, just turn on the light of reality and illuminate the possibility that you have greater potential than you think. That mud bog of, uh, of that mundane, well, face it by just getting the traction started and start developing some momentum in your life that you can start moving forward. Even the smallest step is better than the none that are taken. And regarding that last one, that pest of perfection, hey, time to get rid of it. Because when you begin to start becoming content, uh, not in a satisfaction of a good enough mentality, but content in such a way that you're happy with what you're able to do. And when you give your very, very best, that's the best you can do. Hey, celebrate that. Celebrate your best, not about somebody else's perfection. Because oftentimes perfection is us comparing ourselves with somebody else. And we know that we will never, ever live up to that. Hey, that's, that's, that's another talk that we'll do at different times. So, so how do you live your life? How are you living? Are you, are you going to live it like a pinball and be battered around? Or are you going to start living it on purpose? Are you going to allow yourself to gain that momentum so that you can do it? A couple of things I want you to think about. Number one, starts with you. Number two, it starts right now. Let me leave you with these words from Eleanor Roosevelt that said, one's philosophy is not best expressed in words. It is expressed in the choices one makes. In the long run, we shape our lives and we shape ourselves. The process never ends until we die. And the choices we make are ultimately our own responsibility. Hey, that's a good way to think about it, because that's a great way to begin the purpose of you living out your life intentionally. Hey, thanks for joining me here on Hero's Heart. And I look forward to seeing you and talking to you next time. 
You've been listening to Heroes Heart with Chaplain Dan Middlebrooks, President and CEO of Chaplaincy Care Incorporated. Learn what you can do to protect the hearts of our heroes, our first responders at chaplaincycare.org.